This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Matthew 1, 22 and 23 uh, says uh, this. I'm reading out of the... Uh, Out of the Message Bible, it says, Watch for this. A virgin will get pregnant and bear a son. Now that's a sign, a supernatural sign, isn't it? Are you listening? That's absolutely a supernatural sign. Jesus was of a supernatural birth. And it says this, that they will name him Emmanuel, which in Hebrew... The Hebrew for God is with us. Say, God is with us. Oh, I'll tell you, sometimes when uh, sometimes we question whether or not God is with us. But you know, how was it first in a word and then in a word? God spoke and there it was. This is how God does things. You are made in his likeness and his image. God speaks his word, speaks a word, and then there is a work. It's very important that we understand this. What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Well, obviously the chicken was made by God to lay an egg. And there'd always be chickens after that if there is a rooster. All the men say, I am necessary to this life. This is not biology 101. There it was. First, God created the chicken. Everybody say, God created. God created. How did he create it? He spoke. And there it was. He described it in detail. Amen. And then there was the egg. The subsequent multiplying perpetual work uh, of God. God sets a word uh, first. Speaks a word. Out of what he wants, what he desires. We use words to communicate. God uses words to create. Now, in, in made in his image and in, and in his likeness, should we use words to create? Are your words power? The other, whether we understand that or not, said the power, the creative power force of life force uh, in the tongue is the, the power of life, the power of death. The power of blessing, the power of cursing is in the tongue. Now who, uh, the, the tongue being specific to you and I is speaking spirits and God, who is the father of all spirits, amen. This is important. This is how Jesus was, was, uh, was manifested in the earth. This is how God got him here. He spoke a word. In this instance, an angel visited a, uh, visited a uh, little virgin girl, 16-year-old girl, and said, the holy thing which it shall be conceived in you will be by God. And she said, be it unto me according to your word. And there was a work, wasn't there? There's first a word, then there's a work. Why would it be important then for us to pay attention, close attention to the words that God is speaking? 
Because God has spoken, but God still is speaking. There are people today, millions of people, that do not value or even believe that God is speaking today. But not you and I. When you and I even got born again by the incorruptible word of God. What does that mean, incorruptible? It means that the devil can't stop what God has said. And when you believe what God has said, like God believes, there it is. It happens. There's a work. You see what I'm saying? There's a work. So anyway, he said, there, he spoke a word. He said, you'll call him. Now, he had told, uh, uh, he had told uh, uh, Joseph, he had said, now, you need to name him Jesus God saves, but then he, he, he quoted Isaiah. He said the embryonic sermon of Isaiah is going to come to pass where a virgin, and the Bible says a place, this will be assigned to you, a word that I'm speaking is going to become a work in the earth. And he said, you're going to call him Emmanuel. He says, you're specifically going to name him Jesus, but he will be called Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Everybody say, God with us. Do you know there are millions of people today that are somewhere else doing something else because they don't really believe that God is with us? They pray that God will be with them. You'll hear that a lot. God, be with me as I, you know. But God is with God is with those that, who have drawn near to Him. God is with those that are looking and listening to Him. God is with those that are with Him. Not that He doesn't love everybody, care for everybody. God is good to all. But He's especially good to those who believe in His goodness, who acknowledge His goodness, who, who desire to display His goodness and share that with others. God spoke and there it was. But this baby grew into a man. The man and his name uh, was called Jesus, but he's also known as the Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. And he was God with us, living, breathing, speaking to us and working among us. We commemorate his birth, but we also need to realize that it's not a baby that we're worshiping anymore. It's not an infant child. Are you listening? See, that he has come and he grew into a man. He, had, uh, uh, he was God living, God breathing, God speaking to us, working among us. And he was someone that had God's words and God's works. And, the work of, uh, and was doing the work of God, the, which all... All of that pointed to the redemption of man. All of that focused on the redemption of man. The father and his family, the son, uh, was all about the father's business. Jesus, Emmanuel. Say, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Now, I want to uh, uh, reference uh, another scripture. It's over here uh, in Hebrews. Let's see. Hebrews 3 and 1. It says this, So my dear Christian friends, companions in following this call 
to the heights. How many of you know God has called you and I to live in a higher calling, a higher existence than just making a living, but having a life that honors and glorifies God and shows the world God. God is with us. That's we, How many of you know that there's a higher calling to your life than just me and my four no more? Having a happy little existence. Are you listening? There's more to you than that. God has a great plan of redeeming mankind. And you're part of that plan. You're part of that. You have a specific grace. You have a specific gifting. You have a specific calling that is not unnatural to you. It's naturally supernatural. Are you listening? Where you just be around people that go, something different about you. Absolutely, when you're living for God's purpose, when you're living in God's purpose, when you're living uh, uh, cognizant and, and keenly aware that where I am and who I'm with, I'm here for the purpose of God, which is the redemption of this people. Somebody around here needs Jesus. And I've been sent here to show them Jesus. Sometimes you have to wait a while before you can tell them about Jesus. You've got to first show them Jesus. And you know he lives inside of you, doesn't he? And he'll express himself through you. They'll, they'll ask you questions. How come you don't cuss like we cuss? How come you don't talk about the boss like we talk about the boss? Because I'm praying for the boss. He signs my check. He needs, to be, he needs to prosper so he can give me a big fat raise. I, I pray for, you know, well, he's a stingy soul. That's why I'm praying for him. God will get a hold of him and make him generous. Because there's a great transfer of wealth, isn't there? Oh, I know it, brother. I, I'll go over to Georgia and Florida too and buy the lottery. I can feel it coming on my lucky day, I, I'm telling you. I might go to the casino next week, and that might be my week. No, you know, I'm sure those are forms of wealth transfer, but the greatest wealth transfer every day is the local economy where you go work a job uh, and uh, receive a wage, and then you put money into the kingdom of God. You invest money in missions. You, you, you are on mission where you're faithful uh, to the plan, the financial plan of God, and you watch God bless you more and more and more. Amen. Hallelujah. One of the things about tithing, the blessing is, we look at it like, you know, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's more than somebody leaving 18 eggs on your doorstep. All right. It's wisdom. It's understanding of God's plan. It's discernment. It's Knowing the difference between this is not going to result in profit and this is going to result in loss. One of the things about uh, the curse is there's just a deception. It's taking matters into our own hands, trying to meet our own needs without God. And there's a deception. See, if, we don't, if we're not tithing, uh, uh, you know, just acknowledging that as God's way. One thing you'll like is judgment, and then pretty soon, you know, here come the locusts with the good deal. 
Praise the Lord, everybody. And, and, and it won't be all at once. You probably won't get completely wiped out, but you'll get devoured one little bite at a time. It'll just slip away like money in a bag with holes in it. This will happen. That will happen. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That's the truth. You know, lack of judgment. The blessing, wisdom comes. The wisdom of God, the ideas of God, the way God thinks, the way God sees it. And God shows us how to live that way. Amen. And, and, and teaches us how to profit. Providing and protecting where uh, that is concerned. Well, uh, or we're on a mission. Jesus was born into the earth on a mission. He gave us the great co-mission. He said, I need laborers. I need people that will work together with me. Are you listening out there today? Amen. This wasn't just, you know, oh, I know, you know, I mean, I love the story of the wise man and the camels and the star. And, you know, I can just imagine that. You know, Bethlehem all lit up with the Christmas lights. They didn't have electricity, honey. All right, so. And the boy was born in a barn. <laughs> it wasn't all that glorious. You know, uh, a very humble beginning, but it was still God with us. It, the mission was for God to be with us in physical form in order to redeem us he had to become a man God became a man and dwelt among us and showed us God think about that and he started as a little baby I, I mean I'm, I can imagine the wonderment I mean you know God couldn't contain himself he just you know I mean when he got Jesus born in that you know he, he said angels just get out there Somebody needs to sing a song. I can't, I, I can't hardly stand it. I got him in there. I mean, it was a major trip hammer in, the, uh, in God's redemptive plan of man. Getting Jesus into the earth as a man. Started as a baby, but would become this man, Jesus, whom, whom God anointed with the Holy Spirit, who went about doing good, destroying all the works of the devil. Honey, not just what you could see with the outside, but three, listen, they killed him on a cross, and three days in hell, he absolutely stripped the devil of hell, death, and the grave. Rose again victorious. That's the story of Jesus, and... But he was on a mission. He never deviated from that. And he gave us that same. He said, have all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. I came to restore it right back to you. The mission is still the same. I am the Lord. I don't change. I'm not going to change my mind. I chose you. I called you. They said, I called it, said, take a good hard look at Jesus. He's the centerpiece of everything we believe. Faithful in everything God gave him to do. Now, it's, it, it talks about Moses being faithful in his house, but it says Jesus is far more uh, a greater uh, builder, a greater glory. But he says this, uh, 
that Christ as a son is in charge of the house. Now we can, if we can only keep a firm grip on bold confidence saying and understanding this, we're that house. He was sent to be the first manifestation and habitation of God in the earth. I mean, in the neighborhood. John says this in the message, he said, man, he moved into the neighborhood and we saw his glory. Are you listening? I'm telling you, God's moving into the neighborhood. You can, uh, you and I can be part of that. Well, he said, faithful in everything that God gave him to do. He said that we're to hold on to this, that we are the house. Now, uh, it, it, it goes down to, it says, that's why the Holy Spirit says, verse number six, today, please listen. Today, please listen. As the house. Let's turn back now to the book of Haggai. You know, um, in verse number 12, verse uh, 1, it says, Then the governor Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and all the people with them, listened, really listened to the voice of their God. When God sent the prophet Haggai to them, they paid attention to him. In listening to Haggai, they honored God. Then Haggai, God's messenger, preached God's message to the people. And what was that? I am with you, God's word. I am with you, God's word. His words, I am with you. So God is speaking in this. He goes down into verse chapter 2, and he goes again, and he says, get, So get to work, get to work, get to work. Yes, get to work, for I am with you. He repeats himself, I am with you. So they fir- first we listen to the word, and then we're to get to work or put into action the word I covenanted with you when you left Egypt. Now, uh, what was that word? Boy, I got, I got really curious about, uh, about that. And I want to visit that in just a second. But I first want to share with uh, you and I about this. It says this in simple humility over in James, the first chapter, long about the 20th verse or so, 21st. It says, in simple humility, let our gardener God landscape you with the word making a salvation garden for your life. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are listening when you're anything but letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away two minutes later, have no idea who they are and what they look like. So uh, there has to be a hearing, but then a doing. There's a deception that we can just come. We're great listeners of the message, but there might be a disconnect when it comes down to how that applies to my life. Am I a doer of the word? And that requires that the word, you know, first of all, we believe that God is speaking the word, his word, that that's God speaking. And then second of all, that the purpose of him saying something is that we would do something. Act on that word. Act on it, see. When we take a, a, a hard look at Jesus, not just a glance by chance, like this scripture says right uh, uh, here, a lot of times uh, we're just giving God 
you know, a sideways glance on Sunday for a little while. But it says that, that when we hear it but we don't act like it, we're like those who just are glancing in this mirror that shows us God and in his reflection we should be able to see us. But it says this, that two minutes later that we have no idea who, who they are. Well, who are we? That bears question. Who are we? Are we one uh, who is a hearer only, or are we a doer of the word? We are we one that acts on what we hear? Remember, this is God speaking. He said, get to work. Now, he's, now, what was he saying to work? Work this word. He said, put into action, back to Haggai. See, see having just heard what God said is not, is not to be confused with, I did what he said to do. Because if we only hear it, he said, you know, uh, and what was he saying? You forget who you are. You are a doer of the word. You are here to do the word of God. Do the works of God. Work with God. He said, get to work. Do the work. Do the mission. Put into covenant, uh, uh, put into uh, action the word I covenant with you when you left Egypt. Now, uh, out of curiosity... Uh, I went back and in Exodus it was like, because don't confuse the, the giving of the law, the do's and don'ts. That was not the essence. That was, uh, you know, uh, that was given because these people came out of Egypt. They, had, they were filled with Egypt's understanding and the world's ways, Egypt being a form of the world. So God... Uh, God gave them the law, and it was rules and regulations of how to live right and how to live well and how to be prepared. And the biggest thing that the law, uh, the law did was show us that you can't do it apart from God. Right. Amen. Amen, apart from God's help. Are you listening? And God's help, uh, that God's answer to the law was he gave us grace. He redeemed us from the curse of the law, which was the curse of the law is that nobody can do this completely, totally, all of the way. Grace was given. Are you listening? We've been redeemed from that, uh, from the curse of the law. Now you're under the blessing of Abraham. Amen. That's who you are. You're blessed. And James has said back there, he said, you'll find, he says, the one the blessing flows for the one that is doing. We're blessed in our doing. When we hear it is one, is one step. When we put it into action in our lives, when we do it, he goes, that's when the blessing is activated and it flows. The blessing of God. Amen. What's the mission of God? He said this. Uh, this was... Uh, Exodus 19 said, three months after leaving Egypt, remember Egypt was, a, was a, a, a type of the world, and they were slaves in that world system. They were not free. They were controlled. They were manipulated. They were made to do the will of a hard taskmaster. The, the Pharaoh benefited. The Egyptians benefited. But they did not benefit. I mean, their highest aspiration uh, was, and wanted to go back there was they got free food. Free food. 
I mean, you know, on the backs of your, uh, of your old ones, your young ones, generations, 430 years, you got free food. You were slaves. You see the deception that's there? So we had it good in Egypt. Better than out here with God in the wilderness. Remember, our words can be stout against God. It doesn't pay to serve God. Sure it does. They're not in the promised land yet. You've got to keep going. You've got to continue. You've got to go through the wilderness and, and be proven that you will obey God. Are you listening? That you'll do it God's way. As a free person. As a person that's going to know the truth about God. And wanted to go back to, remember, you know, you never, how many, you know, I, I've been sometimes when I thought, you know, that, boy, I'll tell you, the, the, the devil's people are better than God's people sometimes. But I found out that's not true. You know, at least God can still speak, hopefully, louder in God's people than he can in the devil's folks. But he speaks to both. Are you listening? It'll be okay. I know you're listening. You're not amen, but you know, it'll be all right. I'm going to preach it anyway. Now, uh, it says, they followed the route. Three months after, they followed the route from Rehephdim, uh, arrived in the wilderness of Sinai, and set up camp. Israel clamped there facing the mountain. As Moses went up to meet God, God called down to him from the mountain. And he said, speak to the house of Jacob. Tell the people of Israel you have seen, you are eyewitnesses of what I did in Egypt. I snatched you from the bonds of slavery and how I carried you on eagle wings and brought you to me. You will, if, now here's the covenant, if you will listen obediently to what I say and keep my covenant Out of all peoples, you'll be my special treasure. The whole earth is mine to choose from, but you're special. A kingdom of priests, a holy nation. This is what I want you to tell the people of Israel. Moses came back and called the elders of Israel together and set before them all these words which God had commanded him. All right? This was before the law, all of that. And it says, the people were unanimous in their response. Everything God says, we will do. Moses took the people's answer back to God. Now, that's covenant. A covenant involves two parties that come into agreement and alignment on a particular purpose and assignment. And God says, you tell them the reason why you're an eyewitness. What I did for you, what I, I want. I, I want you to be an eyewitness of that. I want your lives to show that uh, to the rest of the world because that's what I want to do for everybody else. And they went back down and, God, and, and uh, the people said, we will do what God says to do. That's the covenant. So when Haggai told them, he said, now, he said, put into action the word that I covenanted with you when he came out of Egypt. The deal was, I'll be your God, you'll be my people, and we're going to do my thing together. It's my mission. It's my purpose. You're redeemed to be a witness, an eyewitness and living proof, living epistles to a world that I'm going to send you back out into. Jesus said another way, he goes, I'm the light of the world, but you're the light of the world. And nobody just puts a, 
a, a church sanctuary on top of the people of God and it becomes my four and no more. Are you listening? And we get unwilling to go out there. Are you, go out there and say, this is what God said, so this is what we do. We heal the sick. We raise the dead. We cast out devils. We prove that God is real. Let me tell you what he done for me. Isn't that what he said here? He said that out of all the peoples, you will be my special treasure. The whole earth is mine to choose from, but you're special. God, it's, it is an awesome thing to be chosen by God and called by God and you come into agreement and alignment with that. Do you realize the devil could have sent you to hell so many times? Look back over your life. Are you hearing? It's got to be for more than just coming and hearing another, you know, uh, uh, you know little country bird song preacher tell another th- uh, uh, thing. Uh, it, our lives are more than just that. Hmm? You want people for your life, don't you? Jesus has people for your life. He was for your life and he has people for your life. As you get, as he laid his down, we lay ours down. Let's turn over here uh, real quick. Is it okay to have some scriptures? You know, shouldn't we be scriptural? Well, that's a lot of scriptures. I prefer you just preach out of Time Magazine. I ain't got time for Time Magazine. They don't know what time it is. They are the ones that said God is dead, remember? They lied back then. They ain't never got off of it. <laughs> they still believe the same thing. Why would I believe anything of a cover that says God is dead? Huh? No, God said over there, he said, I'm living, breathing among you right now. Amen. No, I tell you what, now I told the Lord, I said, is this just talking points or are you for real? I'm done with the talking points now. Hallelujah. It's word and works. Don't just tell me, you got to show me something. Where's he going to show it to you? In the mission field. You know where people are in distress and people are in debt in that slave system and people are discontented? Out there. In the, you are in a mission field. You understand that? This is not a Christian nation. Oh, I'm greatly offended by that statement. Honey, it doesn't matter. It's the truth. It's not 50-50. There are more people that are not in church today than there are in church today. Oh, they wear the label Christian, but just because, you know, I mean, you can, you know, you can, you can put a little curly tail on my backside. And I'll wear a little snout and go oink, oink. That don't make me a hog. <laughs> Pretend all you want. Are you listening? <laughs> well, I'm a Christian and, and just believe all any kind of old way. We don't, we don't, we don't get to believe any old kind of way. We get to believe what God believes. We don't get to, we get to choose whether or not we do or we don't. See, you know, but he wants somebody that will and somebody that does. And when he finds somebody that will simply be willing and then obedient. Remember, it's two parts. We must become willing, but then we must follow through with an obedience. We've got to hear the word 
and it will produce willingness. But then there has to be faith, the, the obedience to the faith, and faith has to have a works. We have to do something with what we hear. Amen? It doesn't matter whether we feel righteous. It doesn't matter whether we feel capable. It doesn't matter whether, uh, you know, uh, all, the, all the great men of God. Moses started with, I can't, I'm not. All of them, you know, uh, God takes the ones that know they can't, and he says, that's all right. I want you to believe that I can, and I'm going to, I'm going to do it through you. I'm going to do it through you. Who's the healer? Jesus. Who's the deliverer? Jesus. Who's the Lord? Jesus. Who's the Savior? Jesus. But didn't he do all those things in you, for you? And didn't he just simply say, you be the eyewitness, you be the evidence that what I've done in you, I can do for them. Or are we so saved that, you know, yeah, yeah, Lord Jesus, I need to be around Christian people because all them other folks is dirty. Well, you got to put a seed in the dirt, honey, for anything to grow. Seed and dirt goes together. Jesus said, except I get down in the dirt with y'all. My life falls as a seed. I'm just going to be by myself. But if I'll get down in the dirt with y'all, you know, God will raise it in glory, won't he? Some of you, two or three of you here. Proverbs 29 says this, verse 18. If people can't see what God is doing, what is God doing? What is God doing? Well, you know, uh, that's up for debate, isn't it? But not. If you take a good hard look at Jesus' life, you'll see what God is doing. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's on the mission. He sees this world and his assignment in the mission field to accomplish the will and the way of God. To be part of the redemptive plan of mankind. He played his part. He still plays his part, interceding for uh, us, interceding for those who shall be heirs of salvation, who are heirs and who shall be. When we go into our family, you know, when we go into a place of work, when we go into our involvements in the world, you know, uh, the first things, first things first, get your bearings, you know. You're, you're going to find out, First of all, know that you're saved. You're going to find out who's saved and who isn't. Who is saved and who is to be an heir of salvation. Because that's who I'm sent here for. I'm certainly going to strengthen. Uh, I'm certainly going to strengthen my Christian brothers and sisters. But for the most part, they're okay. They're not headed to hell in a handbasket. My, my real focus needs to be on who's unsaved around here. And I'll tell you right now, there's a big unsaved. Both are questionable. Hmm? Because if you're saved, you need to live like you're saved. Now, I'm not talking about... Remember, we're talking about a higher measure here. We're not talking about low-level living. We're not talking about being Christians that don't have a clue. And so that's our excuse. Well, I didn't know what to do. You are obligated to find out. I am, you are, all of us, are ob- we are under obligation. 
We are not to be ignorant, the Bible says, but to be filled with the knowledge of His will. And first things first. Amen. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. Everybody say, most blessed. Don't you want to live the most blessed life? Amen. Don't you... You know, don't you, when, when, when it's all tallied up, when it's all said and done, the summation of your life, there'll be some people in heaven because of what you did, of what you said and what you did with your life. Amen. And I know most of you have probably won a few people to Jesus, but is that all? Are you still here? Well, I'm, I'm praying Jesus comes back. Well, you know, uh, aren't we still supposed to occupy till he comes? What does that mean? When I go into wherever God has sent me, and I am a sent one, you're a sent one. You're sent to your family. You're sent to your city. You're sent to your neighborhood. Who in this neighborhood am I sent to, God? We begin to pray over that. My mission, I'm sent to somebody here. There's somebody here that needs more of Jesus. Who am I sent to in my neighborhood? Who am I sent to in my family? Well, the ones that are the most in trouble. This is a completely different shift in our mindset, all right, of who we are as the church. We see ourselves within these four walls, and I'm going to tell you something, hasn't the last couple of years taught us anything at all that, that while we're still trying to build the house, that the work is in the field, that the harvest is in the field. I'm going there. Hallelujah. Because that's where Jesus is going. Now, attending to what he's read, that's the blessing. You know, James talked about the blessing in the doing. Let me read one more portion of Scripture and then we'll be done. I know that, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'm keeping you a long time. But, now you've been watching them Hallmark movies and most of them are two hours plus the commercial. <laughs> and you know how they, you, they all wind up the same way. Sandy lays in wait for me for when the kiss comes. She goes, it's the kiss, the kiss. And, of course, then we have to kiss, you know, just. It always ends the same way. I have to really prepare myself for that. (laughs) Going, oh, God, it's getting near the end. The kiss is coming. (laughs) My point was to soften, you know, just a little bit of sugar helps the medicine go down. You know, uh, this is still a good investment of your time. Get a little bit of instruction. Amen. Take a little bit of correction and direct. We begin to think differently about who we are and why we are here. And do the work. Just get to work. My work is a gift from God. It's a mission field. There's somebody here I'm sent to. Oh, it's not just what I do. That's not who I am. I am on assignment. I'm in agreement and alignment with an assignment from God. 
Well, I'm not a missionary. Oh, yes, you are. I'm not a minister. Oh, yes, you are. You may not know how to do it. Well, you know, the manual's right here. And it's OJT. It's, it's when you're just doing all this other stuff that you remain confused. Are you, amen? I tell you, the most fun I ever have in my life is working on jobs where I hadn't been in the church. I've had some wonderful times in the church, but the most fun I've ever had, the greatest adventures I've ever had is living life this way, out there working with just people that were just like me, out there working, huffing and puffing and cussing and carrying on. <gasps> Pastor, you, you were a huffer and a puffer and a cusser? Sure, so were you, one way or other. You know, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. I mean, all the, we sang, you know, hi ho, hi ho. I owe, I owe, I owe, so off to work and off to work. I hate my job, I hate my life. Off to work I go. No, you know, man, you love the life that God's put together for you. You are on assignment. I mean, you are going in there and you're, you are going to, you are going to beat the devil half silly, rip his face off, leave him in a pile. Are you listening? Cowering in the corner and say, eh, not one more peep out of you, and then you go, now. Yeah. Is it you? Maybe it's you. Maybe it's all of y'all. <laughs> and one by one, one by one, I'm going to pray. And God's going to open up an opportunity. And God's going to show up. And I hope you'll choose him when he does. Jesus, reveal yourself to these people. What a way to live, man. I mean, what a glorious way to live. You'll find that that's where the blessing is. Where God says, now, when you get... When, now, you need the talking points, Okay. Don't leave it there. Come to church on a Sunday, get a few talking points. Let's go out and prove this thing. Let's go out and work this word. Amen? Last scripture. Everybody say, thank God. I'll tell you that, boy. Well, 1 Peter 2, it says this, Welcome to the living stone. Verse number 4. This is uh, down to, this is a message about, Welcome to the living stone, the source of life, the workman took one look and threw it out. God set it in the place of honor. Present yourself, listen to this, present yourselves as building stones for the construction of a sanctuary vibrant with life. And I want you, I need you to get your mind off of these four walls. We are a, a house of living stones. A habitation. A manifestation for the habitation of God. God lives in you. God's alive and breathing and well in you when you work the word that he's saying to you. Cut your bologna sandwich in half and give it to them. God, I don't want that. You know, I don't even know if they like bologna. They don't like me. They're not like me. What if they say no? Just give them half your bologna sandwich. You don't know sometimes what's going on in people's lives. And it's not the bologna sandwich. It's God connecting with them in kindness. 
Just a simple thing. Amen. That, that gives you a, you know, they crack the door that they've just locked up. Knock and keep on knocking and it will be open to you. In which you will serve as holy priests offering God approved lives up to God. Listen. The, the scripture pro- provides the precedent. Look, I'm setting a stone in Zion. That's Jesus. A cornerstone in the place of honor. Whoever trusts in this stone as a foundation will never have cause to regret it. To you who trust in him, he's a stone to be proud of. But to those who refuse to trust him, the stone the workman threw out is now the chief's corner chief foundation stone for the untrusting it's a stone to trip over a a boulder blocking the way they trip and fall because they refuse to obey just as as predicted they're not a doer they'll hear it but they're not a doer Alyssa says but you are the ones chosen by God Exodus 19 just what we just read we have a witness in the Old Testament. We have a witness in the New Testament. This was, is God's covenant with you and I. It says you are chosen people. Chosen for the high calling. Everybody say the high calling of priestly work. Chosen to be a holy people. God's instruments to do his work. And speak out for him to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something from rejected to accepted. That's the work we're called to do. In the dark. Where is the light shine the brightest? In here where the floodlights are on? Look at me, look at me. I can sing, I can preach, I can dance, I can, you know. Are you listening? Don't make much difference in here when everybody's in the light. Amen? In the locker room, look at me. Look at my uniform. Look at my number. That's my locker. Look at the shoes. Not even a grass stain on them. And it's like, but the game's out there. Nothing's won in here. We all know you. You're okay. I made the team. I made the team. I made the team. Yeah, but the team was made to play against the other team. The light was made to shine greatest in the darkness. There are people that are in the darkness. That just a little light, I mean just a little bit, will go a long way. And that's the truth. You are God's instrument. To, one translation says to proclaim His wondrous acts. To... He brought you out. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. You know, maybe God hasn't called you to go into, you know, other nations. And we have access to that through missions. But what about the world? Your world. Remember, he told the girl at the well. Just one woman. You know, maybe you're just going to get sent there for one but that one is, is someone special to God. You don't know how the lives are attached to that one. It's easy to just start praying for one, isn't it? Remember in the, uh, in the movie The Chosen where he went by way of... He said, I have to go by Samaria. Why? He met one woman at a well. And boy, I'll tell you what, she was, had a reputation. Amen. 
And she had her own ideas about the Messiah and where to. But she had a heart for God, didn't she? She said, we know when Messiah comes, he's going to straighten all this stuff out. And uh, Jesus said, I'm he. You don't have to look anymore. I'm the one you're looking for. And then that movie, The Chosen, she goes, I'm going to go tell everybody. And I remember Jesus going, I'm counting on that. Who else does he have? She goes, I'm going to go tell everybody about a man that told me everything about me. A revelation, a reality. God had done something for her. He met the maniac of the the Gadarenes filled with a a thousand devils. Our name is Mob. We are Legion. But the man, all them devils couldn't keep the man from running towards Jesus. The devil don't run towards Jesus. He runs from Jesus. But the man wanted to be free. And it said, well, the time Jesus got out of the boat, he kept commanding the devil come out of the man. Commanding the devil come out of the man. I mean, Jesus was on the other side. Are you listening? Extending the, listen, he had access and wherever he went, kingdom is come and will is going to be done. Wherever you go, now the kingdom has come. The will of God is going to be done. Hallelujah. Boy, I tell you, I, there's nothing like that stepping out in the middle of a hell hole with a bunch of hellions like you used to be and going, I'm here, devil, in the name of Jesus. Now the kingdom of God has come. You shut your mouth. You're not going to hide the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And while there, you know, damning this and Friggin' that and effing that and all this other kind of stuff. You're, oh, la basata, ya la basata. Korea, I'm in the right place. Woo, Jesus, they are ripe for the picking. Heathens. Really bad ones. Good ones, I mean, you know. I mean, they're good at it. They loving it. Amen. <laughs> Woo, man, what fun. Now we're going to see what God's going to do. Because I'm here and he's with me. I'm with him. Now we get to see what God's going to do. God wanted to do something here. Because he's got someone here that wants to know if God's real. I'm on a mission. I'm not mindless and aimless. And I'm not having to pray about me and my four and no more. And my, all my little problems. I mean, you know, thank God I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. Thank God God's been good to me. Thank God all my needs are met according to his riches and glory. Yeah, but the washing machine died. Well, it'll be resurrected. I'll get a better one. But I'm going to work. Not to get the money for another washing machine. God will take care of that. I'm going to work because I'm on a mission. They need me there. I can't give the devil one inch, one day, one moment. Are you listening? Hallelujah. i got to go strike a match. Light the candle. (laughs) Anybody listening today? You heard enough, haven't you? Well, glory to God. I love this. What are we to do? Present ourselves. Present ourselves. Position our own selves. Here am I, Lord. You could send me. I'm not, I'm not going to wander aimlessly and stumble anymore all over myself. All my prayers about myself. All my prayers about my problems. All my prayers about needing my world to be perfect. God send me down into some hell hole where folks need 
to uh, see the light. I'm going to be praying about the mission. I'm going to be praying for somebody else. I'm going to be praying for the one that you're after that the devil's trying to drag to hell. Come on now. Hallelujah. I'm not going to get entangled with all this other stuff. God will take care of that. He'll take care of, you know, uh, everything that concerns me. He will make absolutely perfect. But I'm in this neighborhood for a reason. I'm here to find who that is. I'm here to find that one. And you know what happened? Jesus didn't tell that. Uh, he said, man, I want to go with you, man. You, you're on the, you, you were up and about doing the work of God. He said, you stay right here and you tell what God did for you. That'll be the work of God. You just go tell your family, show all your friends. Man, you were crazy. Now you're and naked, running wild in the tomb, terrorizing the whole territory. Look at you now. Look at what God has done. You're the living proof. You present yourself. The work of God. God's alive. God's real. Hallelujah. Do you know anybody that needs to know that God's alive and God is real? Is He alive in you? Oh, I pray something jumps inside of you today. I pray there's a work and a stirring by the Holy Spirit. It doesn't have to be some excitement and goosey bump and all that, but something on the inside of you grabs a hold of the greater purpose of God, the greater work, the greater thing that you were created for, and you rise to that occasion. You say, God, I'm just telling you, I don't know how, but I'm willing. I don't understand every bit of it, but I know that you'll show me and tell me as I go. As I go, and I see it differently. My family is a mission field. I'm on a mission to bring them closer to God. I'm on a mission to see them experience a God who is, is, is beyond what we could ask or hope or dream of. Amen. He said, present yourselves as building stones for the construction of a sanctuary vibrant with life. I'm a habitation of God on my way to be a manifestation for God. In my home, in my community, in my family, in my, uh, in my spirit, my world is going to know that there's a God who is living and breathing among them. I'm going to be Jesus with skin on. Oh, now you lost me there, brother. Who else does he have? Somebody else? No, no one can do what you can do. No one. And the thing of it is, many are called, but few are chosen. Why, why is that? God calls, but very few choose to answer that call. And to be on point with the Lord. Amen. Pastor Ron's going to come. We'll turn you loose here. I think I went over the time I was supposed to go over, according to Pastor Sandy, but it's all right. I love you, baby. I sure do need you. I look forward to you coming back, poking me. Doing them signs and everything like that. Amen. She's such a good girl. What a proven partner. Amen. Glory be to God. I'll tell you sometimes, you know, I, she'll be up late at night praying in the Holy Ghost. And she'll get up and say, I just had so-and-so and such-and-such on my heart. I, a woman given, given to the mission. Lives for the mission.
breeze for the mission. Most of, most of her phone work is she's, she's reaching out to people. I've seen that girl go down into places. I go, I ain't going there. Them people. She go, well, I'm going down there and show them what the love of God looks like. A lot of talk about women and submission. I'll tell you what, that woman is submitted to the mission of God. Perfect picture of what it means to walk in humility and submission. Submitted to the mission of God. Follow me. Up and down and all around, chasing the dream of God, people for our life. God alive, God with us. Let me ask you, are you with God? Jesus said, I'm going to Jerusalem. I'm going to wake Lazarus up. And most of them said, you can't go there. You know they told you they were going to kill you. And one of them spoke up and said, well, uh, you ain't going to change his mind. Let's go die with him. Boy, what a group to be running with. Amen. We're all going to die, but at least we're all going to die together with Jesus. Are you with God? It is that kind of commitment. It's not a halfway. It's not a sunshiny day. It's an all-the-way commitment. Boy, I'm going to tell you what. Now, Egypt had nothing for me. doesn't have nothing for you. If you really want to be free, be a love slave of Jesus. The devil has slaves. God has love slaves. Say there's no one else and there's nothing else I'd rather do or be with than you. He grants us our freedom. We can have a good life. He'll make life good for us. so much better than it was before with the devil oh how we sell ourselves and sell God short because he wants to give you a great life a life that matters a life that made a difference in somebody else's life I really believe that we're in such a significant time where the Lord says, I'm, I'm going to once again show that there's a difference between those that 
will. And those that won't. And there'll be a difference between good lives and great lives. The great lives are going to give glory to God. He said, Herein is my Father glorified that you would bear much fruit. Wherever I send you, you are a light, you're a witness. You're a living stone. You're a habitation and a manifestation of God. Let me just ask you right now. You know, are you, do you pray that way? Do you look at your day and your position, your condition that way? And I'm, I'm on a mission. God is doing something. I want to be part of that. I don't want to just use God. I want God to use me. Well, if that's you, let's pray a very simple, simple prayer. Maybe you've never asked Jesus to lord your life. That's what. We call upon him as Savior, and that's mainly for us. But when we call him Lord, that's mainly for him. He'll be Savior. But I'll tell you the height and depth and width of, of the salvation of God is only found when we call Him Lord and we say, Yes, Lord. Yes to Your will. Yes to Your way. Let's pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I need saving and I believe You're a Savior. Be my Savior. Come into my heart. I know you've forgiven me of all of my sins. Wash me in your blood. Make me new. And I'll follow you all the rest of my days. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. That's the greatest miracle that can ever happen to you. By, and we don't make light of that in any, in any way. When you get born again, you need to be with a family uh, that can love you. And you can develop into every thing that God has meant for you to be, to become and to do and to have for him as a witness for him and we're here to help you with that in any way that we can, you need church you need the family, you need the people of God to grow and to develop, you never can do that on your own in your own way so you come and be a part until the next time, once you remember this, God loves you and we love you too. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.